Welcome into the OVC Extra podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Schwartz, Assistant Commissioner for Strategic Communications at the Ohio Valley Conference. If you want to catch up on a previous episode, you can find us wherever you download your podcasts with complete information at ovcsports.com slash podcast. We continue our 75th year podcast series with part two of my conversation with former OVC Senior Associate Commissioner for Operations, Ron English. Ron is now the director of the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship. If you missed the first part of our conversation, make sure you go back and check out that episode before you listen to this one. Now, part two of my conversation with Ron English. Uh, so, in, and I can't believe it's been this long. In 2011, you were uh, elected and inducted into the OVC Hall of Fame. So when you got that uh, call or that announcement, how did you feel? Like, what did you, what did you, what were your first thoughts about, you know, being in the OVC Hall of Fame? Um, you know, I know it's cliche to say, um, but I really was shocked. I mean, it, it, it wasn't anything that I ever thought about or, and I thought, really? That, you know, uh, I, I was absolutely thrilled. That, that really was, um, you know, even to this day, my entire career, um, you know, whether it was in radio or, or college athletics and, you know, it's, it's probably not going to last too much longer. You know, I'm, I'm getting closer to, um, uh, I'm certainly a lot closer to retirement today than I am, than I am not. And that's probably going to happen in, in, you know, in, in the next year or two, whatever. Um, that, that's absolutely a highlight. Absolutely a highlight. I, I was so thrilled to be inducted that, that, that anybody would even think of me along those lines is just um, is just shocking. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's funny too, Kyle. Um, you know, I, the the induction date was was June third, and um, uh, twenty eleven, which is eleven years ago. But um, uh, June third, just this past five weeks ago, uh, my, my, uh, my first grandson was born. That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So it, it shares a date, but I just remember back then, I mean, there were, there were a couple of folk, you know, obviously my family was there and uh, unfortunately my, my dad had passed away in September of 10. And so he obviously wasn't, wasn't there to, um, uh, to be at the the uh, induction ceremony in June of '11, um, and that kind of weighed on my mind a little bit during during that time as well. And uh, there were there were a few folks that I was working with here at the NCAA who drove there, and just to see a whole bunch of other people there too that that I had known and worked with through the years at the OBC. It was just it was incredible. Uh, it just I I, can, I cannot speak. I, I really can't speak highly. It, it, it's hard for me to speak as highly of it as it really was. And, and it, you know, um, Bobby Nichols was, uh, you know, the former golf coach at Tennessee Tech. He was inducted that same, uh, that same class uh, posthumously. And he, he, he like, like I've talked about, just one of the greatest people you'd ever want to meet. I mean, Bobby was just such a, such a gentleman and, and such a great person. Um, and, and to be inducted in that class with him, it just, just a highlight, 
absolutely highlight of of not only then but but even today it it, it just I, I i again i can't i i can't talk highly of it enough because it was really it, it really was something that was special back then and even today we we joked back then and uh since you had gone to work then say boy that it's a very for people who don't know it's a very it's a nice event it's, you know it's nice decorations nice tables that we were going to put the NCAA uh, proof cups on everybody's table and make them drink out of it since you were in charge of the NCAA tournament and if you know anything courtside you have the cups you drink out of. we did not do that we went with the nicer glasses for everybody to drink out of but the honors uh, brunch at lunch is always a uh, something that I think people look forward to. So I'm glad it was a, a great experience from for you. I read, I was reading your bio from that last night. And at the time you were the longest tenured full-time employee in OVC history, 15 years. But I think I need to update that because now there's two people who are still here who have passed that 15 year mark. So I did, I didn't realize that, but I may have to go back and edit your hall of fame bio uh, later on the website. Well, absolutely. I know you guys have been around a long time and, and, you know, that's that's the other thing. I, I, I think, you know, again, I've talked about all the great people at all the universities and everything, but even those of you guys on staff, um, you know, it, it was so great to work with with all of you. Um, it, it, it just the entire setting in the OBC was just was just special to me. It it it, it, it clearly was a, a great period in my life that um, that was clearly enjoyable um and and the reason is because of everybody that um that i came in in touch with um they, they, they just just great people all, all all the way around so we'll transition to, to what you're doing now and i i had said earlier um you know the ovc when you were here hosted a couple of ncaa tournaments uh at the uh, at the nashville arena and so that's probably good practice for what you're doing now so the the NCAA opportunity came about when that job presented itself. What was your, your thought of something you mentioned that the biggest sporting event there is like, you know, to be a part of it, obviously something you couldn't pass up. Yeah. I, I, again, I mean, I, I've been very fortunate in my career to, to have the jobs that I've had, you know, again, um, you know, going back to the very beginning again, I mean, I, I misspell a guy's name and he hires me anyway. And then I get to, to Edwardsville, Illinois, across from St. Louis, and uh, people kind of know each other. And so I was able to jump into the Missouri Valley and then people knew each other and I was able to jump to the OEC and then people knew each other and I got to know some people and I'm able to jump to the NCAA. And it's, it's just been a, a real fortunate situation for me all the way around. And I, I've, I've been blessed to, to, to be able to, to do what I've been doing and, and, um, and, and to do that. And, and yeah, you're right. Um, you know, just having those, those, um, you know, being a part of the NCAA men's basketball tournament for those, those couple of times that we were able to be a part of it, uh, in the OVC, that was kind of a precursor to, uh, to me being able to, to come here on a full-time basis and to uh, to be a part of it, um, 365 days a year, um, because I I did get a chance to to you know obviously meet some of the folks at the NCAA and and when they were looking for you know other staffers they um, you know I was fortunate enough that they reached out to me and um, and, and and really 
you, you know, looking back at it at the time, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to leave the OBC. Um, and, uh, but, but this was just something that I thought was, you know, <laughs> too good to pass up and um, uh, was able to come here and uh, again, work on this, uh, this amazing tournament um, year round. Um, because it does take it, you know, pe people don't realize, I, I don't think a lot of people realize just exactly how much work goes into this thing. Um, and, and, you know, you, you would think even now, uh, you know, during the summer months, ah, you're just taking the time off. You're not doing anything. Well, it's pretty doggone busy. Um, and uh, there, there's still a lot to do. And, and you know, we joke all the time that, um, you know, it'll get to be you know, just, just how time marches. I mean, again, it just seems like yesterday I was, you know, working in radio and now here it is, I'm getting to, you know, the end of my career. And, and, um, but, but we, we joke here all the time about how, gosh, I can't believe it's October already, or, you know, then it gets to January. My gosh, I can't, is it January already? You know, and then, you know, March is right around corner and it, it, it's just, um, um, it, you know, time just, just moves quickly, really quickly. And, um, and, and yeah, it be, because, because as, as much as you can do in the summer kind of helps you out for being ahead of the game. Once you get to March, as, as you know, I mean, you, you put on events too, so you know how it is. Um, and, um, and, and so there's, there's, there's quite a bit to do to get ready for everything. And, and you guys have hosted the tournament, you, you know, since, so, so, you know, a lot of the materials and the other things that we have, uh, put together that, that we have to have available now, um, you, you know, just to get ready for, for March. And so there, there's, there's quite a bit to be done and, and, um, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's great to see, um, it's great to put on the event for the, for the student athletes. Well, I should have asked this first, give our listening audience, like what's the cliff notes version? Like what, what are you specifically responsible for then for the men's basketball tournament? Well, uh, as, as everybody knows, it's a, it's, it's a, a three plus week tournament. Um, you know, we start in Dayton with the first four, uh, then branch off to those eight first and second round sites, then go to the four regional sites for the uh, sweet 16 and the elite eight. And then cap everything off with the uh, with the final four, which is a, a different animal altogether, with everything that goes into there. And and really, you know, my main focus, um, I do a few things at the final four, some some game operations type things, and and kind of manage um, manage the meetings that we have. We've got two meetings with the uh, participating teams. At the final four, one before the semifinal games, and then uh, and then another meeting with the teams before the uh, championship game with the two survivors from the uh, semifinals, and so I handle some of that stuff. But really, a, a, a major focus of my job is just um, managing uh, everything that happens before the final four. So all of those sites, just being in contact with them, and and I say me, I mean it's not just me. I mean sure. there there are certainly other people on staff that are that are helping out in a big way for for a lot of this this uh, this uh, management. Um, but it's just um, you know putting documents manuals together to to show um, the sites. 
uh, how we want the tournament to be operated. Um, there's a lot of education that goes on with that. There's a lot of communication because, you, you know, at the NCAA, our staff is, you know, we got maybe 10 people on our, on our men's basketball staff. Well, we need a lot of help from everybody in the membership, such as, such as yourself and everybody else at, at the OVC and the, the volunteers and the other people that you get to help us when we're in, when we're in Nashville to put on the tournament. Well, we're doing that. In it, you know, at all these other sites too, in any one given year at the first, you know, again, the eight first rounds and, and even, you know, the folks in Dayton and then uh, the four regional rounds. And so there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of touch points with a lot of people. And um, that's really kind of the main focus that I have is just to, to manage all of that and to, uh, to make sure that uh, to, to the greatest extent possible, everything uh, kind of goes without a, without a glitch. Uh, during during the tournament well and i'm sure over the years you've kind of gotten it down you, you know it works and you got your your um your ways of doing things and then 2020 happened there wasn't a tournament and then mm -hmm. so the next year obviously everything was to you know, totally different so like what's the not without specifics but the, what's the challenges there when you in 2021 you kind of had to do everything you know totally different than what you're used to well it, it was it was a huge challenge um for two reasons. Number one, we, it's, it's not that we started late, but you know, we, we, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't really know what was going on after, after 2020. And, you know, how long is this pandemic gonna, gonna keep, keep going and what can we do and how can we do it? And, you know, it wasn't until late in 2020 or really early in 2021 where we really knew what we were going to do um, you know and have the controlled environment or bubble or whatever you want to call it um, I, I don't think we announced until January of 21 that it was all going to be in Indianapolis or the Indianapolis area and then trying to work really quickly to put this whole thing together at all these different sites here in the Indy area and, you know, going down to Bloomington at, at Indiana University and up to Purdue and using the facilities that we did here in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium. And uh, every day, every day there was something different relative to medical and protocols and that kind of thing. And it was so hard to just get a handle on all of that. And, and you know, eventually as we got toward March, you know, it, it looked like we were gonna be able to do this. And, and that's not to mention putting all of these courts in the convention center that, um, you know, these dozens of courts that were in the convention center for practices and, and, and other things that were, that, that we had to provide for, uh, for the teams. And, you know, women's basketball was doing the same thing in San Antonio that year. And so it was really hard to, um, to put all of that together in a short period of time and then to, to pull it off, it was near miraculous, really. Um, 
and and you didn't want anybody you, you know we were tested daily everybody was all the teams all everybody that was inside the the perimeter <laughs> uh, you know inside the bubble had to be tested every day for covid and um it, it was just it, it was it was it was difficult but um uh, but it's certainly one of those things that's um, <laughs> going to go down in history as something that we, you know, obviously we're glad we did. You can put that in your book when you retire and <laughs> right. write a book. Uh, yeah. Well, it is. I've had a chance to work uh, in a couple as the media coordinator and a, and a timeout coordinator to others. And it is the best event. Not because I love basketball too, but it's just so great for three weeks. What is your favorite part of the, the year then is you can't say when it's done either. Uh, not not when it's right over, but is it when you know selections right before selection Sunday? Is it the weeks leading up? Is it right before the final four? Which part do you like of the tournament the best? Well, um, you know, certainly the, the the just watching a lot of the games is is special. But I'll tell you, one of the most special things about the tournament is, um, and, and <clears throat> you, you know the. The men's tournament went to, um, to to playing the Final Four in a football stadium um, back, I think, in 2009 or 2010. Detroit was the first one. I think Detroit did a regional in the stadium. And then the next year, they did the Final Four in the stadium, which would have been 2010. And that was really the first time we had the Final Four uh, in a football stadium. Uh, and, you know, you've got 70,000 people in there and that kind of thing. But um, <clears throat> the day before or two days before the semifinal games, um, we have a, um, an opportunity for the teams to come out and practice. They've got a, a closed practice uh, for, for 90 minutes. They can come out, get used to the floor, the shooting and all that kind of stuff. And to see when those players come out of the tunnel and they actually get into the, the bowl of the football stadium and just the awe on their faces that, hey, we're actually going to play. Look at this place. It's massive. And uh, we're going to play a basketball game over here. It's, it's just kind of rewarding to see, you know, that that just the expression on their faces. Um, now, some of them, you know, are kind of repeats and, you know, that, you know, kid might, kid might play in there in his freshman year and then maybe again in his junior or senior year. And so he might be used to it, but there, there's a lot of kids that are seeing that for the first time and they're just kind of in awe uh, over the setup. And uh, that, that's kind of, that, that's kind of the neat thing to, to, to see. And then, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned at the end, but just just the, the sheer joy that there is when they win the championship. I mean, it's 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 that that's really exciting to see as well. So those are those are kind of favorite parts. And there's you know, you're all in Indianapolis. So obviously when it's in Indianapolis, it's easy. It, I don't know if easy is the word, but you're all there. I think Indianapolis is the best city to have it in because of all the, the infrastructure. But you've gotten to have it in lots of venues. I mean, this, and I'm going to put you on the spot saying a favor, but does any any stick out of like, man, this this building is really great and this city has done a wonderful job to host the Final Four? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm really not going to single any one of them out because they, they all, like you say, they all, they all do a great job. 
and and it is a it is a national tournament. So you know whether it's those early rounds uh, at the first and seconds, the regionals, or the final four, you know there's certainly um, it, it's 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 high on our priority list to spread this around the country because again it is a national tournament. And taking the final four from city to city to city in different geographic areas, um, you know, again, they 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 all do a, a really good job. And and like you said earlier, I mean, we we've, we've kind of got our blueprint. We we've we've got the way things are set up. Obviously, it's challenging from city to city, from stadium to stadium, you know, because we bring in. You know, we, we bring in what is it, twenty thousand portable seats to 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 put over uh, over the permanent seats to 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 kind of bring the seating down toward the floor, um, because when you put a basketball court in a football stadium, it, 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 that, I mean that uh, you know that football field is is a is a hundred yards long and fifty yards wide. Well, that foot, that uh, that basketball court uh, is just taking up a small, small portion of that. So we've got to we've got to bring the people down toward the court, and um, and it's a challenge. But um, but our our folks, and and again, I don't I don't deal with that directly, but we've got other experts on our staff that do, and they do a great job with it. And um, so yeah, it, it's it's um, just an opportunity for as many people to, to say that they were there um, and, and to experience it live um, is is pretty cool. You mentioned earlier your uh, first grandchild. You still have family here in the Nashville area. So outside of work, what does Ron English like to do? And you know, when you said you retire in a couple of years, what uh, what what does that look like for you? Well, I, I do like to play golf. Um, not a good golfer by any means, um, but I do enjoy it. So, so that kind of takes up, um, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, free time or off time or whatever you, whatever you want. But I mean, um, and, and just, you know, again, um, we, with the grandchild being born, I mean, within the first, within the first three weeks, um, we had made the trek down to, um, my daughter lives in Murfreesboro. So within the first three weeks, um, of the baby's birth, we were there twice. <laughs> and so we'll probably be down there a few more times too. I know we've got another, we've got another trip scheduled here later this month to, uh, to, to, to go down there. And that's, uh, that's just, that's just a joy, a, a miracle of birth. Um, uh, and, and, you, you know how it is too, Kyle. I mean, it, it's just uh, unbelievable um, having having children, and um, it's even better having grandchildren yeah, because, uh, well, <laughs> because you know you're 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 there visiting, you're taking care of them, or you're partially taking care of them. Then then they're crying, and then oh well, sorry, we got to leave. You know, we get to leave, we get to leave. You know. Exactly. Uh, but no, it, it, it's awesome. And yeah, you're right. Um, you know, uh, our two oldest kids, you know, they stayed in, in middle Tennessee when we moved from there to here at the, uh, in, in Indianapolis. And that was, you know, again, that was 15 years ago. And so they've been there ever since. 
Um, really enjoy it down there. And like I say, I enjoyed my time down there as well when I, when I was there. We'll end on this question then. What's the best part about working in college athletics? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I would think, you know, Kyle, I, I mean, we strive for it here. You strive for it at the conference level. Um, just just to, to, to do the best job that you can for the student athletes. Um, they're, they're really what it's all about. And, um, you know, we try to do that with the basketball tournament. We try to make it such a, a special time for them. And, and, and not just with basketball, but with all the other championships yeah. too. But I know you guys, you guys do that at the conference level too, because, you know, and, and it's almost even, I don't want to say more important, but I mean, it's certainly important at the conference level because there's so many student athletes who are participating in sports at the conference level who are not going to have an opportunity to advance to the national championship level or to play in the NCAA tournament. And so you, you, you absolutely want to make it as special as you possibly can. And that, that's kind of, uh, that, that, that's what we're all about here. A little bit different age nowadays with NIL and transfer portals and all that kind of stuff. And who knows what's going on with the NCAA and the transformation committee and all that kind of stuff. Things are certainly going to look, look different. Um, but, um, but it's, um, it, it, it's, uh, it, you know, whatever we can do for the student athletes is what, uh, what it's all about. Well, Ron, we appreciate your time, your perspective, which is unlike any other since you did so much at the OVC during your tenure and just uh, wish you and uh, your family all the best. Well, really appreciate it, Kyle. Thank you very much for reaching out and all, all the best wishes uh, from, from me to, to everybody in the OVC. That was the final part of my conversation with Ron English. There are two things I can definitely say about Ron. He is an extremely hard worker, but he is an even better person. I'm glad our paths crossed during my time here, and it's great to see him help run the NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Championship. As we celebrate the 75th anniversary of the OVC, we want to hear from a variety of former coaches, players, and administrators to get different perspectives on what has made the OVC great over the years. Remember to find us on your favorite podcast platform and like and subscribe to help us spread the word. You can also visit ovcsports.com slash podcast for more information. Until next time, take care.